Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Darkness falls across the land. Halloween is close at hand. Podcasters crawl in search of blood to reminisce on the films of childhood. And whosoever shall be found without listening to us and getting down must stand and face the hosts of the show who love to talk about movies, you know. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of our voices in your ears, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. It's time to talk about tales of horror, and your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can possibly last against the 30-something movie podcast. <laughs> Lifting note. This is episode number 94 of the 30 something movie podcast. Uh, I am joined tonight by three gentlemen and scholars. And I'll, I'll let you get to guys decide which one you are. Yeah. Where'd you As find well them? Well. What'd you call me? I, a gentleman and a scholar. Ouch. Or, oh. or you could be a monkey and a collar. Better. Like it. Okay. We'll go with that one then. All right. I have with me Bo. Hello. Hello. And Jeff. Hi. And Patrick. Hey, hey. And Dr. Howard and Dr. Fine and Dr. Howard. Uh, so this time around, episode number 94, we are talking Little Shop of Horrors. Just to give you a quick warning, we spoil the events of the movies that we talk about. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it, and then you can come back and listen. Uh, we may also talk about other movies. Um, in this one in particular, we are, may talk a little bit about the older version of Little Shop or the Broadway show. Um, they're all basically the same story. So if you haven't seen one, then you haven't seen the others. Uh, but we are going to talk about those. We may spoil a bit for you. So too bad. Um, and if, uh, if you've got any friends who love eighties movies, let them know that we are out there. We are on 30 podcast.com. You can catch us on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, we are pretty much everywhere except for Snapchat. Cause I still don't think I understand Snapchat. Right. I don't know that anyone does. I, to me, Snapchat just seems like it's right, Snapchat seems like a, a high school kid thing. Well, yeah. people use all those weird filters to take the pictures. And I feel like the filters and the pictures and then the snapping and the communicating. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And it, it's one that I don't understand. But so I, I don't use it. I think we're all showing our age with that. So maybe, you know, that's also true. Good social media. I, I I'm like 90 years old in terms of social media time. So I mean, well, that's okay. I mean, as long as hey, Pat, as long as you keep your MySpace page updated, then you're fine. 
you know what? I'm sorry, John. It was breaking up. What did you say? I said, as long as you keep your MySpace page updated, you're okay. That uh, right, man. Okay, that sounds good. Is that the one where like you leave a little like video and it disappears after five seconds? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, that's the uh, Vindagram. Okay. Or is that the one that when you turn it on, it says you've got mail? I I can't ever figure that out. It's the, yes, CompuServe. Okay. Is it because you never have mail? Is that why you can't figure it out? Maybe. I always like the one that when I turn it on, it goes Sega, and then there's some fun games to play. That's there you my go. Favorite. Now and you're talking. That's, that's about my speed, too. Media-ness. Yeah. That is also my speed. All righty. Um, do we, uh, let me ask you guys real quick, do we have any new movie news? Is there anything out lately that you saw and want to talk about? I don't know that I saw too much in the last week. I, I just started watching the new uh, Christopher Guest movie on Netflix about uh, college sports mascots. Oh, yeah. How was that? I have heard that's interesting. I'm, I'm about half hour in, and it's okay. Okay. It's, it's not his best work. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it out at some point, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not enjoying it as much as I wanted to. Okay. Okay. I heard a thing on public radio. They did a breakdown of it today. Did they? I was, I was getting out of the car, like right as he was getting into like his opinion of it. But you know, he was, uh, they were just discussing it and that he, you know, all his, his repertoire of movies and take, I didn't even know it existed before this morning. So I just, that's, you know, add just that they were talking about it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I wonder if it's like an M. Night Shyamalan thing. Like, you understand the formula now. Mm, okay. So it's, it's not going to be as interesting. Um, and I was just. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm it's not waiting for Guffman. It's not a mighty wind. Those are my two favorites of his. And see, that's what makes me a horrible person is that I haven't seen any of his movies other than Princess Bride and this one. Wow. So that makes me a horrible person. I was just thinking about that when I saw that he was in the cast for this movie. And I thought, you know what? I, I really have not. I, I want to sit down and watch those other movies, but I just, for some reason or another, have never watched Mighty Wind, Best in Show, any of those others. Wow. So, I'm a horrible person. You are. Yeah. It's true. It's okay. We, we knew that already. Acceptance and admission is the first step, you know. That's true. That's true. All righty. Well, if we have no other new movie news, um, oh, the new uh, Rogue One trailer, that did come out. Oh. Did you guys happen to watch that? I have not. All right. Well, Pat, I'm going to have to find you at some point tomorrow. Yes. And unless you're on some kind of a, a Dennis Matuch trailer abstinence program, then I can help you. Uh, no, no. I, I probably will be watching it as soon as like we're done podcasting tonight. Well, that's true. But unless you, can... you want me to not watch, unless you not want me to not watch it until you're like in the same room, so you can see my first reaction. Oh no! You go ahead and watch it. We can watch it again tomorrow too. So Bo and Jeff, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I watched it the other day. Um, 
it's cool. I, I've been trying to avoid like the, all the articles that talk about all the Easter eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. on Facebook this morning, and I'm like, oh, one of these days I'm just gonna click on one just to get it over with. Um, but it, I'm excited, like for any Star Wars movie. I've not yet seen the new trailer. Um, Are you trying to avoid it, or you just haven't? I'm not trying to avoid it. Okay. I think I'm just busy with so much other stuff that I just didn't realize it, that it had come out. Yeah. Um, but being said, I don't know. May, I, I might try to pull a Dennis and just, you know, try to avoid any information about the movie until uh, until I go see it in well, two months, right? About two months. Yeah, uh, December sixteenth, I think. Yeah, it should be the sixteenth of December. So yeah, just uh, just about two months to go. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, before we jump into Little Shop of Horrors, and uh, I'm I'm going to mention this now, and then it can be a, a question that we get to a little bit later. Um, so I'm just going to mention it now, and then we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit after all the intro stuff. Um, I did do a Twitter poll on uh, Twitter, Pat. That's the one of those social media things. Okay. So, okay. Um, I I did go on Twitter, and there was a poll, not like an actual metal poll, but like where you let people vote on something. Okay. Okay. And uh, I did ask people, I did ask people, uh, because this was a comparison that Roger Ebert made in his review of Little Shop of Horrors, I asked people, which is the better uh, Halloween type musical? Is it Rocky Horror Picture Show or Little Shop of Horrors? And in our Twitter poll, Rocky Horror Picture Show won 75% to Little Shop of Horrors 25%. Okay. So people definitely like, and I'll ask you guys later which of those two you like better, but um, that was the question that I posed to the masses, and that was the response we got back was 75% preferred Rocky Horror Picture Show. All righty. Oh. Well, this time around, we are looking at Little Shop of Horrors. It came out December 19th, 1986. A nice little Christmas movie. Um, this, I don't think you could put this one in, though, for our holiday movies that we're going to do for the 100th episode. Because it came out at Christmas time, but I don't, it technically doesn't have any Christmassy stuff in it. Aww. So, but we and and we'll debate this oh, later. But but Die Hard, Die Hard does apply as a Christmas movie, so that's fine. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Well, this one was directed by Frank Oz, Yoda, and Miss Piggy himself. Uh, he was also in Sesame Street, Dark Crystal. He was the director for The Dark Crystal, Muppets Take Manhattan, and What About Bob? Producer on this one was David Geffen. He produced the Beetlejuice cartoon, which I've forgotten how much I love that cartoon as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also produced Interview with the Vampire. Writers for this one were Howard Ashman, who did the screenplay and the musical. Uh, he died in 1991. Uh, He did other music for The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. And then Alan Menken, who also did uh, co-wrote the musical with him, also did music for The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and other Disney movies. Uh, This was based on the film by Roger Corman, who did the original 1960s one. He was the producer of the original 1960 Little Shop of Horrors. Um, He also was a producer on the movie House, which we just did last week. And then if you pick a kind of B-movie horror film, that came out since the 1960s, he probably produced it. Okay. Uh, he had about 412 credits on IMDb, and they were all like those kind of direct-to-video or um, TV movie horror movies from like the 1960s until now. 
Uh, another writer on this one, uh, they credit Charles B. Griffith as the 1960 version screenplay writer. Uh, he died in 2007. He also wrote Death Race 2000 and Not of This Earth. Music by Miles Goodman. He died in 1996. He also did the music for Teen Wolf, About Last Night, La Bamba, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, What About Bob, and Muppet Christmas Carol. Budget for this one was $25 million. Box office was $38.7 million. Starring Levi Stubbs, who died in 2008. Uh, he was the voice of Audrey 2. He was the lead singer of The Four Tops, uh, voice actor on Captain N, the Game Master cartoon. Did anybody remember watching that? I remember Captain N. Mm-hmm. Well, the... I do not. No, that was the Nintendo cartoon? Hmm. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he had the little control, the little Nintendo, the old school Nintendo thing was like his belt buckle. Mm-hmm. And if he had to move real fast, he'd, he'd hit, he'd hit like the side button and he'd like go to the side and show. Yeah, I don't know if it was on for very long, but I remember watching it a little bit. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got Rick Moranis as Seymour Krellborn. He was in SCTV, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Spaceballs, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ellen Green was Audrey. She was in Talk Radio, Naked Gun, 33 and a Third, Leon the Professional, and One Fine Day. Vincent Gardenia died in 1992. He was Mr. Mushnick. He was in The Hustler, Death Wish, and Moonstruck. Steve Martin played Oren Scrivello, DDS. He was in The Jerk, Saturday Night Live, Three Amigos, Roxanne, Father of the Bride. Tachina Arnold played Crystal, one of the uh, backup singers. She was in Martin, the TV show, Big Mama's House, and the TV show Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, Michelle Weeks played Ronette. She was one of the other backup singers. I think this was one of her only major credits. She might have been in an episode of TV or something here or there. Uh, Tisha Campbell played Chiffon. She was in House Party, the TV show Martin, and a TV show called Rita Rocks. Jim Belushi played played Patrick Martin. He was in SNL, About Last Night, Red Heat, and the TV show According to Jim. John Candy, who died in 94, played Wink Wilkinson. He was in Uncle Buck, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Spaceballs, and SCTV. Uh, Christopher Guest, who we were just talking about, plays the first customer to come in uh, when Audrey 2 is put in the window. And he was in This is Spinal Tap, Princess Bride, Best in Show, Mighty Wind, and the new Mascots movie. Bill Murray played Arthur Denton. He was in SNL, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters 1, 2, and the new one. Uh, He was in Scrooged, What About Bob, Groundhog Day, Lost in Translation. Critics gave this one a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience gave it a 79%. Uh, Siskel and Ebert. Ebert gave this one three and a half stars and said, quote, this is the kind of movie that cults are made of. And after Little Shop finishes its first run, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see it develop into a successor to the Rocky Horror Picture Show as one of those movies that fans want to include in their lives. Siskel gave this one a thumbs up and said, they've made a really complete film. This is not just a series of little bits and pieces. It's well put together. Cinema score, so people leaving the theater, uh, gave this one an A- as their score. And it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects for Best Music, nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical and Best Original Score, nominated for a BAFTA Award for Best Special Effects, and it won, let's see, we've got academy of science fiction fantasy and horror films uh, gave this one a saturn award for the best dvd blu-ray special edition release and the academy of science fiction fantasy and horror films also gave it a best music award and nominated it for best horror film best writing best costumes and best special effects and it was nominated for a whole bunch of others but did not win those 
finally, um, I will my description for this one, I will just simply take it from the poster. Uh, the poster says, a singing plant, a daring hero, a sweet girl, a demented dentist. It's the most outrageous comedy, musical comedy in years. So here is the trailer, and we'll be back in just a moment. It all began in this little shop. Oh, damn roses. Where, strange as it seems, something extraordinary happened. I'm afraid it isn't feeling very well today. Now isn't that What kind of a weirdo plant is that, Seymour? Little Shop of Horrors, a story about a boy. I've given you sunlight. I've given you rain. Looks like you're not happy. Unless I open a vein. Where did you get such a weird plant? A girl. Get out and make a nice voice when you live on Skid Row, Mr. Mushnick. See, this is my date, my boyfriend. A florist. I'm telling you, Audrey, he's not a good, clean kind of boy. He's a professional. You'll be a dead. You have a talent for causing things. Stop be a People will pay you me if you I've been saving all month for this. I think I need a root canal. I'm sure I need a long, slow root canal. Feed me Seymour. And a plant. Feed me all night long. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Whoa! Hey now, I'm just a mean green brother from outer space and I'm dead. I'm just a mean green brother from outer space and it looks like you've been Yes! Rick Moranis. Man's a total disgrace to the dental profession. Ellen Green. Excuse me. Excuse me what? That's better. Vincent Gardenia, with special guest appearances by Steve Martin, John Candy, and Bill Murray. It's your professionalism that I respect. Little Shop of Horrors. It's your professionalism that I respect. All right. Uh, so the old woman who begins the song Skid Row Downtown, one of the first songs in the movie, uh, was actually Tony-nominated singer, actress, and comedian Bertrice Redding. Um, and some people believed that her voice had been dubbed over by one of the other background singers, um, but it was actually her that sang the part live on the set. Um, and then she also, this was her final movie that she had been in before she died in 1991. Uh, another thing, one of the doo-wop singers is the actor Danny John Jules. Um, I know him from the TV show Red Dwarf uh, that was on in England. He played the character Cat on Red Dwarf. Uh, the little girl in the dentist office who has her doll's head ripped off. Um, I believe that that is supposed to be Heather Henson. That's Jim Henson's daughter. Uh, let's see. The scene in which the two largest Audrey 2 puppets are performing with the actors are, were filmed at a slightly lower speed. Um, one of them was 16 frames per second, then another one 12 frames per second for the final number, just, I think, to get the, the motions of the plant to seem realistic and lifelike. Um, but because they filmed them at a slower speed, that meant that the actors had to move and lip sync in slow motion. So on top of everything else, I'm sure that was not an easy thing to do. Uh, Ellen Green as Audrey was the only member of the off-Broadway cast to appear in the film. She was the original Audrey on the Broadway show, on the off-Broadway show. Um, and then the last thing I've got here is in the original ending, Audrey gets a call from Audrey 2 and goes to the shop. Uh, Audrey 2 starts to tell her that it needs a drink and then uh, tries to 
you know, tries to eat her. And I think it was that uh, Seymour rescues her, but she is injured too badly and she's going to die. She tells uh, Seymour to feed her to the plant so he can continue to get um, famous and get money. And he does feed her to the plant, but then I guess he goes off to try to jump off the roof and commit suicide. And he's stopped by somebody and then they have this whole thing about selling Audrey twos and making money off of it. And then he tries to go down and destroy the plant. And I guess when he does, um, the Audrey two gets up and eats him. And then Audrey twos start showing up all around the world. And they have scenes at the end of the movie with the army trying to destroy Audrey twos climbing all over the statue of Liberty. And I think the golden gate bridge. And apparently that kind of didn't resonate too well with audiences. So I think they changed it. Um, so up until 2012, um, most people would have seen the ending that showed Seymour and Audrey surviving, um, but has the Audrey two bud growing in the front garden of their house. So that's the one that if you guys watch the copy that I gave you, um, then that's the, the version that most people would have seen up until 2012. But if you got the DVD Blu-ray that came out in 2012, you would be able to see the, the they kind of had to go back and, and complete the special effects for that crazy ending with the military and everything else. Um, and apparently that's what led the, it was the first DVD, D, bleh, cannot talk, the first DVD to ever be recalled due to content. Uh, somebody in the 1998 DVD released had accidentally put in the army scene at the end of the movie with all the fighting and the war against the plants, but they put it in as the black and white unfinished material. And so they quickly, once they figured that out, they pulled the DVD off the shelves and they did not add the finished scenes back in until... 2012 hmm. so and i have not i have actually not seen the restored ending i have not seen this copy that i had was the i think one of the original dvd copies of it but not not the one with the the other scenes put back in again so i've never i don't think i've ever seen the other ending where it shows the audrey twos taking over the earth had you all ever yeah, didn't even know that existed. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to go see it. I didn't have time to, I wanted to see if it was on YouTube anywhere. I didn't have time to look for it, but um, I'd be curious to see it because this is the ending that I always remember. And I, I like this ending where it's just got the little bud uh, down in the garden at the end and it's just got that little smile on its face. And to me, that's fine. I, the other ending seems strange to me, but maybe that's just because this is the one I'm used to. Yeah. So is this I the thought this ending work? Yeah. Is this the first time that you guys have seen this? Is this anybody's first time watching this movie? Patrick? It was Pat's first time. Raise, raise your hand on the uh, audio medium again. Yes. Yeah, you like that? There you go. <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, yeah, my first time seeing the movie. And it's funny, I would think, Jeff, I think I was telling this to you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat embarrassed to say this, but uh, I didn't even realize that it was originally a musical. You no, know, the high school did it a couple years ago. And uh, as a musical, but I guess I had it in my head that maybe originally is adapted for a musical. Um, because, because as soon as it, I was like, wow, this is a musical. This is awesome. Wow, the tunes are great. And it was, it was the planets were aligned. It was like the perfect movie that I needed to watch on Saturday. Surprise, I enjoyed the whole thing start to end. Um, yeah, it was very cool. But when did you Bo, see this did you one? Seen it before? Yeah. 
Oh, gosh. I've seen it a bunch. I had seen it. Gosh, I'm trying to think when I first saw it. I saw this movie and My Blue Heaven for the first time yes. to get together. <laughs> and for the longest time in my head when I was younger, I interchanged them a lot. Oh. <laughs> huh. Those People are, used to laugh at me. Those are very different movies. Because, well, yeah, but he's in them, and yeah. I saw them together, and I was young, and you know. Okay. And you know, Lord knows I've confused movies sitting at a table with you guys, so it's okay. That's, well, that's, that's true. That's true. You know, when Mr. Me- when Mr. Miyagi teaches you how to build a fence and paint mm-hmm. it white. That's right. Good. In the uh, in the Siberian tundra. Exactly. So I'd seen this a ton, and then they just did it at the high school last year, so I saw the show again then. Um, I love the dark ending. Yeah. And it didn't resonate with people, but I love a twisted dark ending. So I I wish they'd taken the approach to this like they took with Clue. Oh, t- to show the multiple endings? Yeah. Be sweet. This is how it could have happened. The Audrey 2's climbing all over the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm in. Now, I, I got to ask, the ending, the ending that we saw, that was the dark ending to what you're referring to, right? That there's going to be more Audrey 2's and they're coming again and all that kind of thing? No. The, the ending we saw was the one, the happy ending, where they survive at the end, where Audrey 1 and uh, Seymour survive, and they get married and they have the little house okay, with the picket so- fence and... Now, I guess it's a little dark because, yes, they do show the little Audrey bud, and you kind of wonder what that's going to do. Right. Okay, but you're talking about the dark twist ending. What you're talking about is what we were just... Okay. Yeah, where yeah. are the Audreys take I, over the world? And <laughs> Okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss some because I was like, no, the I ending that I saw... You know, so... No, and that's what I'm saying. I, they sh- I wish they'd shot the darker ending situation where they showed us both because that would be awesome. Cool. Now I have not seen the original. Okay, that's. I was just about to ask who's, who's seen the original nineteen sixties one. I have, I have not seen, except for I saw a clip of the end once. Okay. Recently on Comcast, and I recorded it, but I didn't get around to watching it before today. I was bummed. Okay. Too. Right, the end of that one's a little darker than the end of this one. Yeah, I've seen a clip of the end, and I can't remember why I saw the clip of the end about the different endings, and they had them back side by side or something. I don't know. Yeah. Jeff, had you ever seen the other one, the 1960s? No, I, I, I never have. I, for some reason, I, I don't necessarily know that I knew it, there was an original one. Okay. I want to say, say I knew that, but I don't think I did. Okay. Yeah, the, and that's the, the part I vividly remember about the... I don't remember too much about the 1960s one because I watched it as a, as a little kid. I mean, probably about... Oh, maybe six or seven years old. But what I vividly remember mm-hmm. is the original ending to the night. And so I'm going to spoil this for you guys who haven't seen it. Um, the original ending to the 1960s one is um, when you see the different um, kind of flower bo- blooms that pop out from, uh, they called it Audrey Jr. in that one. Uh, the different blooms that pop up instead of being the little mouths singing like it was in the end of this one. Um, it was the faces of all the different people that Audrey Jr. had eaten up to that point. And, and Seymour, yeah. 
And so Seymour kind of he's kind oh, of so good in a twisted way. Oh yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of, kind of awesome. Oh I know, and he's kind of crying. He's like, I didn't mean it. I'm really sorry, guys. And so he can see like the face of Mr. Mushnik and and uh, Audrey, and and so then uh, he's crying that he didn't mean it, and then he gets eaten, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I vividly remember having the faces, you know, the, the blooms open up in the flowers, and it's the faces of the other people that are in the movie. I might actually have a video of it here. Let me see. Let's see if I've got this or not. Looks like they're getting away, Joe. Yes, you're right. Let's catch them. Right. Oh, now the float will be perfect. Yeah. yeah, let's see. I'll be towards the end here. Yeah, there's a part in here where he he's looking at the flower and he can see the faces of all the people in there. Let's see if I can find it. You dirty rat plant, you messed up my whole life! Feed you. I'll feed you like you've never been fed before. Yeah, this didn't show the faces, though. Let's see. Better to give up, gentlemen. You wouldn't find him tonight. Look. The door's open, Frank. Oh. Good boy. <laughs> Seymour! <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> and then it pops up the end. That was the very last part. It, you get to the very end, and you, I didn't see the part where the other faces show up, but um, there's other people standing there, and all of a sudden one of the flower buds opens up, and it's Seymour's face. And and the lady goes, Seymour, and you know, I didn't okay. mean it. And then the words, the end, pop up, and that's the end of the movie. So it was, I remember that being a, I mean, that in itself is a kind of a dark and twisted movie, and ending to a movie. Mm-hmm. All the remain mm-hmm. characters have died. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. But I remember that. Was a dark and twisted. I, I remember that True. being a fun movie. It's been a long time since I've seen the original, but I remember, I remember liking it. I don't know. I'll look and see if, if I can find it on there. I'll include the link on our website, but I don't know if the entire 1960 movie is on YouTube or not. I feel like I saw it one time, but if, if I can find it, I'll, I'll throw it up on the website and, and leave it there. Cool. So, um, nice. so with this one, do you, that one of the original questions that I asked in our Twitter poll was, um, cause Ebert made the, the connection between this and Rocky horror picture show that this was a, um, you know, one of the ways he might have put it is this might be considered a worthy successor to something that's wildly successful like Rocky Horror Picture Show that is a, you know, a horror-based um, musical comedy-type movie. So out of those two movies, which one do you like better? Hmm. <coughs> I think I like this one better. Okay. Jeff, I feel like they're, I, I feel like they're two different movies. Like I, I don't know if I can. I don't know. I like, I like both of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to... I feel like they're too dissimilar to be able to uh, put them in the same category enough to be able to choose one over the other. It does seem like an odd comparison he's gone and made there. Yeah, what I would be... And I have to confess, I have never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show... But uh, what's what is he? I mean, what what do they have in common that you could compare them? That it's not like an apples and oranges type situation. Pickles. Well, I mean, I think what he's. And I, I guess they're. I, I think his comparison surreal? is that it's a it's a it's the type of movie you might see you know shown during October you know close to Halloween. It's they're both kind of monstery type movie. They're not really horror, but they're both kind of monstery type movies. They're both a little bit of a horror comedy, if you want to call it if you want to call it that they're both musicals. Um, you know, I, I think maybe that's, that's probably the extent of the, the connection that he's trying to make. Cause Rocky horror picture show did do very well. Um, and so I think he's just trying to say that this is maybe the next horror comedy musical that has done as well since then. Cause you know, obviously you don't see too many musicals come out in the theaters in the movie theaters. Yeah. Hmm. I, for those two, I, given those, if, answering my own question, I don't know because there are definitely parts of Rocky Horror Picture Show that I like that I think are funnier than this movie. But if, if I was going to sit down and rewatch one more often, I think I probably would rewatch this one a little more often. Okay. I mean, I definitely want to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, at least once a year. Um, and, and I'll go back and I'll watch clips of it every once in a while just because if, if, if one of the parts kind of comes to mind and, and I want to, you know, if I want to listen to the time warp or something like that, then, um, you know, I enjoy that one. But I think if you, if you asked me which of these would I want to own and sit down and, and be willing to watch more regularly, then I, it probably would be this one. I probably have more fun as an overall movie. I think I have more fun watching this movie. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I think this is, this lends itself to rewatches more often than Rocky does. Rocky's an event. Yeah. You know, and I, when he wrote that review, I don't know at what cult status Rocky had at that point. Well, dressing up and flocking to movie theaters if people were playing Little Shop of Horrors. Right. Um, yeah. So I think while, while I think we're all saying we'd watch this movie more often, I think Rocky attained this special cult status that or even approaching is complicated at best. Yeah, because when you went and check out Rocky Horror Picture Show, I mean, you had to go to it, right? Because isn't there... Like the first time people, they called all them virgins and on all the people that have been there before. There's like some, I mean, um, I remember a couple of girlfriends were trying to always get me to go to the show and they described it to me. And it's, it's, you, you described it. It's like an event. It's like a happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I would imagine if you're going to watch that, you got to really get invested in the movie to like check it out then. Am I right? Or? Well, and you don't have those type of events associated with this movie. So, you know, I, Bo, I think you're right that it's, it's, got a, it's got a different status than this one has. Which I think is what Jeff was saying. It's so hard to compare them because the, it, it is such a different status. Yeah, I guess if I tried to put myself in his mindset when, <clears throat> when this movie came out, 
Uh, when did Rocky Horror come out? Oh, was that one 70... Someone 78? Um, 75. 75, yeah. 1975. Wow. This so, one came out 11 years 11 years later, that. yeah. So I... It's, I, I, I think it's interesting that upon his viewing of of Little Shop, he made that jump to Rock Horror. Well, so it could be that there hadn't been anything like it since. Right. You know, the, the musical with a slightly dark theme and a scary... with some relatively name actors making special appearances doing their thing. I wonder if it has a little to do with that. Such a... Because think about it. When you roll this out in 1986, Bill Murray, Steve Martin, it's a big deal. Right. And I think... Maybe... I'm just trying to think of other music, musical movies that came out in the early 80s. That simple. If it was the first big movie musical that they had spent a lot of money on to do right, that's what called him back to Rocky Horror. Annie came out in 1982, so that was in between Rocky Horror. Right, but that's, that's a little schmaltz here. Um, so I, I looked around a little bit and I found I found some other I found some other people um, debating the same thing, debating back and forth between uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Little Shop of Horrors. There's actually an entire I found a couple of different um, like discussion forums where people were going back and forth on this. And um, a couple of things that people have said is they feel like, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show has obviously the, the very devoted fans. Um, but the, with some of the comments that I'm reading on this, uh, on this forum, people are saying Little Shop of Horrors is a, a better, more focused movie. That Rocky Horror Picture Show's story is maybe a little, a little muddled and a little slow. Uh, some people have commented on here that they feel like even though the, the runtime for each of the movies is very similar, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show feels like a much longer movie just be, maybe because of some issues with the story. Um, whereas this one, you mm. know, seems to move at a pretty brisk pace and it, you don't feel like you've been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, most of the people I'm, I'm reading on this message board, most of the people actually on here are choosing Little Shop of Horrors. Um, yeah, they're actually choosing that. You know, they are saying that there are certain parts about Rocky Horror Picture Show that are definitely f much funnier than some of the things that are in Little Shop of Horrors, but for the most part, they're they're choosing Little Shop of Horrors as the better movie. Well, and you know, if you think about it, they both do have moments that have made it into the common... Why am I drawing a blank? I was going to say common vernacular. I guess that's mm -hmm. okay. Pop culture. Thank you. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, feed me, Seymour, feed me, everyone. It's mm -hmm. from. Yeah. And then um, Time Warp. Everyone Pat knows where that's now. from. Uh, sorry, Jeff, what was that? I said Pat knows now. He may not have known. Wow, well, I'm getting it now. But, that, I mean, that's a good point. There are the Pats of the world. But I think 
a lot of a good chunk of the world knows that Feed Me, Seymour, Feed Me comes from this movie. And it shows up in other movies. Bill Murray pulls it out in Scrooged yeah. to lead into our holiday movie discussion. Um, Time Warp. Everyone knows that song, whether they know Rocky Horror or not. Hold on. Pat, do you know Time Warp? I do know the Time Warp. Okay. Okay. He better. There's a, there's a pretty good marching band chart for that song. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> can we can we get a marching band thing for uh, the Transylvanian transvestite song? Right on. I'm not as familiar with that as, but you know what? If you get it past the, you know, past the fine folks at our district, I'm down with that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> just just black out the title. No one will know. Call it song number seven from Rocky Horror Picture Show. They'll never right. know. There you go. Done. Make it happen. I'm I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> and Pat, I want you Get to dress up. Right now. Pat, I want you to dress up as. I, I want you to dress up as uh, Frank Enferter. All right, man. That sounds good. I, I don't know what I'm agreeing to, but I can imagine. That's fine. That's that's why I like and having you. Okay with it. That's why I like having you around, Pat. You'll agree to anything. I will indeed agree to anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. Do you gentlemen have a favorite song from this movie? I think mine has to be Suddenly Seymour. It's good. Okay. Why is that one your favorite? Um, I like the, uh, I like the style in which it is written. I like the, uh, I like that it just sort of gets to the crux of what, what he wants and that she's on board with what he wants, and the two of them are finally reaching, you know, the two of them are, are finally reaching that point together. So, like, it's, it's almost a partial climax of the movie. I mean, I suppose, yeah. I suppose you could say the climax of the movie is whatever happens to, uh, to Audrey, too. Um, but this is, I mean, this, I don't even want to say it's a B plot. I think it's a, just under an A plot. I mean, the, you know, this, the whole, this whole storyline is woven through the movie that he's got a thing for her and he just wants her to recognize that and recognize him. And it finally happens. But also, like I said, I, I just, I like the way the song itself is written. It's a fun one to belt out in the car, too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think I have one here. Let's see. There we go. Sing it, Jeff. Go for it, Jeff. Don't have pretend. Okay, so just we're just so we're clear, everyone is going to actually have to sing their choice for favorite. 
Man, not after Jeff, man. Jeff just smoked it. That's awesome. <laughs> right on, brother. Well done, sir. I am, aim, aim to please. There you go. Always trying to entertain. Are you not entertained? Um, <laughs> Bo, what, Bo, what's your favorite one? You know, I've been thinking about it. Do you mean make Pat sing and then come back to you? I can't, I'm not singing it, so I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, no, <laughs> not happening. Uh, Jeff will um, probably sing it for you. The one, the one that I remember, not necessarily my favorite, because I think mm-hmm. suddenly Seymour has to win, because then they reprise it later with, it's just as good then, but, and I'm forgetting the name of the song, because I always think of it as downtown, but I think the name of it is Skid Row. Mm-hmm. That's the song that I hear in my head more often. Catchy, that even though it's not so much my favorite, I think I hear it more in my head. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and do that one. Sing it, child. Sing it, child. Then you go downtown. See, I think I, I could do those parts. The and you go downtown. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Yeah, I like that. One. I mean, that's just a great. That's a great. You know, one of the first songs of the movie. Just a great way to get it started. And it I, really is. It, it sets the scene so well. It gets you into the movie and up to date with what sort of area this is in. You know, three minutes and 30 seconds, you know what you're dealing with, and here we go. Yeah. Now, I will say that at first, Sharon was not excited to watch this movie with me because in college, she had a roommate who they were doing at, uh, at the college she was going to. Uh-huh. They, were, they were doing Little Shop of Horrors. I saw with Sharon, I think. Yeah. We went and saw it. Yeah, so unwillingly. Of course, college, a tiny little room. It was, uh-huh. Little. They did an amazing job. Oh yeah, they did a great job. Unfortunately, her roommate was Audrey, and I, yes. I say unfortunately because then Sharon was drafted into reading all of the other lines uh, to help her roommate kind of mm-hmm. practice. And so, I'm not sure that Sharon has fond memories of Little Shop of Horrors, but she was a very nice roommate, I and she it. and she was a very nice roommate and helped her roommate out. But. All right, Pat, did you have a, I mean, this is the first time you've seen this, but did you have a favorite song out of all of them? First tune, the Little Shop of Horse theme. I'm just, I'm a sucker from the, for that 1950s kind of style with the, the little kind of um, uh, uh, boogie woogie kind 
bum, 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 kind of style. And so I just, you know, like the background singing. Singers walk throughout it. Um, mm. You know, they they were in eating whenever there was that. They they really did that well. Every time they kind of brought that song back. So yep, that was definitely my favorite one. Was the was the main theme. All right, let me see if I can. I think I got some audio for that one. Let's see here. You know what else is a you know what else is a good one that I didn't give its due. I do feed me. Feed yeah. me Seymour. Yeah. Feed me feed me's pretty solid. Is this the one you're thinking of, Pat? Yes. And then it picks up. I'll skip it a second. Do do on the 23rd day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat <laughs> to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. So, I mean, and that just kind of, that just kind of sets the whole tone for the rest of it. Yep. Well, I had to go, yep. I have a hard time choosing between, I've, I've got, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say two, um, because I have a hard time choosing mm. between these two. I said two technically, so go for it. Well, that's true. Okay. You're the host, man. Do whatever you want. Well, that's true. I, apparently this is my show. It was what you guys said last time. So, um, it's true. Yeah. Um, so the two that I've got, my, this one, I think, just by far is my absolute favorite, but I, there is the other one at the end that I really like, too, is the uh, the Dentist song. Mm, yeah. Just Steve Martin riding in on the motorcycle. And just that whole scene. I, as a kid, I remember that being my favorite, probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. He is enjoying himself singing about being a dentist. Oh, absolutely. She say. She said my power time You have a talent for causing pain. People will pay you to be in Your temperament's wrong for the priesthood. And teaching would suit you still like. You'll be a success. Here he is, folks, the leader of the class. 
wonder if this uh, put any kids off of seeing the dentist because he was so scary. Oh, it certainly did for me. Yeah, no, I, and in fact, I think because of this movie, I was terrified to go to the dentist. Oh, wow. Now, granted, I think it's the funniest funny. part of the whole movie, but as a kid, did I want right, to go to the dentist after kid, this? No. <laughs> all you saw was this, all you saw was this guy who wanted to inflict pain. Mm -hmm. All I can, all I can remember is the giant, the view from inside the giant mouth when he's drilling. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's that, painful just to think about. I know. And, and that just classic scene though. Oh, I know. I, I love it. Even as a kid, I loved it, but yeah, no, I did not want to go to the dentist after that. Uh, my other one, if I'm going to pick two, my other one is going to be Mean Green Mother from Outer Space at the end. We're not talking about one hungry plant here. We're talking about world conquest. And I want to thank you. You're not going to get away with this. Your kind never does. <laughs> I don't care what it takes. Only one of us gets out of here alive. Better wait a minute. Uh, hey. You better hold the phone. Better mind your matters. Better change your tone. Don't you threaten me, son. You got a lot of gold. We're gonna do things my way. Oh, we won't do things at all. Levi Stubbs' voice, he just did an amazing job as Audrey. Yeah, it sounded really good. That, I mean, throughout the whole movie, just that whole, just the, the attitude of the plant and, you know, just, I mean, that just, that makes the whole thing. Uh, to me, if, that, if the voice had been any different, it, it would be a totally different movie. Alrighty. Well, do you guys have anything else about this one? Any other, any other comments? Any other memories you have of this one? Did anybody else get terrified to go to the dentist because of this? I didn't like going to the dentist as a kid, but I swear it's because he didn't use enough Novocaine. I don't remember <laughs> having anything to do with his movie. Okay. Oh, and Bill Murray's character. I, I always remember loving Bill Murray's character when he comes in, too. Yeah, he's fun. He's got all that stuff stuffed Honestly, in his mouth. In the <laughs> dentist chair with him, where he's, you know, he's. I think it's. I can't remember the exact phrase right now, but something about, I'm gonna need a lot. Shoot. And now oh. I can't find the note I made. I think I'm gonna need a root canal, a long, slow root canal. That was it. Yep. There you go. <laughs> See. 
I don't even need to take notes. John has them all. I just have there to lead him down the path. Apparently, that's, that's fine. It's all in my head somewhere. Exactly. All righty. So, I, so it sounds like we all enjoyed this one. So I don't know that I need to ask. You know, would you give a recommendation for somebody to go see this? But um, let me ask it this way: Would you? Because I think it's a little bit on the borderline. Um, would you show this one to kids? Like at what what age would you allow a kid would you want to yeah. allow a kid to see this cuz we Sharon and I were kind of back and forth I think John Ezra could see this probably um I know that I saw it much younger than he was but I definitely wouldn't show this to Nora Well I think we've well I think we've decided early on in this podcast that things we saw at a young age well, were almost yeah. appalled by <laughs> Yeah it still boggles my mind sometimes How would you feel about John John Ezra hearing uh tough titty a couple of times. Well, and see, that was when it gets to the That's end. That's kind it's, of the thing, you know? Yeah. It, it, I think it's fine up until probably that last song. Right. And then there's just yeah. there's a lot of language in that last song, and apparently they toned it down. Now, I've never seen the stage show, but apparently the Mean Green Mother from Outer Space is toned down quite a bit for this movie. Well, and I don't think we got too rough with it in the high school version. Yeah. But... Uh, Remember if they did all those moons ago in that college show, but I don't know. That yeah, was, I, I don't that was a long time ago, brother. I have a hard time. Uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time remembering last week, much less what happened back in college. Right, exactly. See if I can get a perusal copy of the script. Are we going to do a Little Shop of Horrors Jr. for the middle school? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. If they had a junior version, I would definitely look at it. Oh, I'll do it. That'd be awesome. I don't think they do, though. I don't think there is a junior version. I can't imagine, because as we're talking now, it sounds like they already cleaned it up a little bit. I tell you what, if you so go... that's the case. If you go get a Little Shop of Horrors Junior script and you do this for the middle school, I'll go to the Halloween store, I'll get a Poison Ivy uh, outfit from Batman, and I will come in and be Audrey, too. Not trust as Poison Ivy, you won't. <laughs> well, I feel, I feel like that's the perfect Which costume. Poison Ivy? I thought it was a good idea. That's an no. interesting uh, no. idea. Okay. All right. Well, not not all ideas can be winners. Okay. Fine. I'll just put on the uh, I'll put on the the one man play version of it then. That uh, you know what I'd be interested to see that. I would, would you? Actually. Okay. All right. Well then I will I will go to the Halloween store. I'll get my poison ivy costume and I'll put on the one man the one man show. All right. Hey, well, hey, look who's here. oh look who's here! Just right as we're def- right as we're finished. You can't be done that early. Yeah, we're for the. We mean, <laughs> mean early. We've been here for an hour. <laughs> so really, really quickly, since you came in at the very, very end here, do you? When did you? When did you see this movie? Was this this the first time you've seen it? Um, did you see the old original '60s version? And what's your favorite song? Saw the old original version. Okay. Um, I remember seeing that like on like channel like sixty at the time. It was like some weird kind of like not thirty, you know, like one of those. Weird stations that, uh, and it would play on there. It was kind of creeped me out always because it was, again, the black and white versions definitely got us the, the dark comedy creepy uh, side to it. And then when this one was done, it was remade, and I saw all the people that were involved in it. I was a little worried at first, but that, not when I heard who was involved, just doing the remake. Once uh, I saw it was Rick Moranis and, and, um, and Steve Martin and everybody, and then I was like, fine. And I, we loved it. So as a family, we loved it. Favorite song, I don't know. Um, the dentist one is just good. Like Steve Martin does it so well. 
Okay. Yeah, that was the one I picked too. Okay. Yeah, that was the one I picked too. Yeah, I mean, I have to go with that because it's just, yeah. And what about. What everybody? I'm, and what about. Go ahead. Oh, the. Um, everybody oh, else's picks? Yeah, everybody else's picks. Well, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have the speakers on in your room or something? Well, actually, I do. Hold on. Okay. Please turn down the radio when you call into the station. <laughs> uh, my name's Dennis. First time, uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> now, everybody else. In case I'd like to send this one out to. Then go ahead. This one goes out to yeah. Um, so let's see. What were everybody's favorites? Uh, there you go. Jeff, you picked uh, Suddenly Seymour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat That's picked the yeah. Pat picked the first one, the Little Shop of Horrors theme. Um, let's see. Bo, which one did you oh. pick, Bo? I copped out like you did and picked two, but I had yeah. um, Skid Row oh, yeah. and uh, Feed Me. Yeah. What was the other one? Feed Me. Okay. And then mine were the dentist song and uh, mean mean green mother from outer space. Your future questions, if they were to, this is I don't know if you already covered this because yeah. this is the type of question you ask. Um, is is <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that, but I'll wait till you say what you're going to say. Take it with the love. If it was were remake today, who would you cast in that role? In not, roles? not you. Ah, see. <laughs> well, it's a musical. So it's a or maybe you were asking that when the power went out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a musical. Don't you have to get Matthew Broderick somehow? <laughs> Nathan Lane. There you go. Nathan Lane is Mushnick. Or well, the plant, you, maybe. Who would you pick in each role, like in the main roles? Female lead, male lead, and uh, let's go dentist. Hmm. Yeah, just posing that question. I'm glad I inspired Make you. I'm late. <laughs> well, Monica Bellucci should be the female lead. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I enjoy Pat's picks. It's Monica Bellucci for Audrey and Chuck Norris for Seymour. Chuck Norris, <laughs> yeah, yes. Norris. Oh, man. Chuck now, Norris. It, and an interesting sort of rewrite of it. Lin Manuel as uh, as Seymour. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Mm. I think that, that could be a really interesting. Uh, I think he'd be great with the character. He's not a singer. Um, I think he might be your plant. I like the idea of Nathan Lane as the plant. I think just a sarcastic plant would be quite. That works. All right. Do you need that deep Seymour. voice for the the, the plant? Yeah, you could redo that though. You change it to something else. Yeah. Seymour, though, that's. Jackson is the plant. You know, I think. <laughs> Who is the plant? Samuel Jackson. Oh, that'd be a good one. I was about to say Lewis Black. Lewis Black for the plant. <laughs> yeah. Feed me, Seymour. Feed. Would you just feed me, Seymour? Just get the food and feed me. A much angrier plan. John Reed for the plant. There you go. I could be the plan. Well, like I said, I'll go well, get he, the costume. We'll do the one-man show. Poison Ivy outfit. So you know. Right. Uh oh! Look out! 
I don't know if you yeah, you didn't hear that, Dennis. I, yeah. that, I, I was having a nightmare about that. So that must have been, you know, I must have been awake enough for that. Yeah, Pat was sleeping and Dennis said. wasn't here. I said I was going to go get a poison ivy costume from the Halloween store and I would be the plant if Jeff agreed to put on uh, Little Shop of Horrors Jr. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm true. totally I'm totally willing yes, to be Audrey too. <laughs> that's gonna, that's what's going to give you nightmares, not the dentist. <laughs> nah, I didn't it's a Navy suit. Feed me, Patrick. The dentist. Um. Dentist. Well, I think the dentist would have to be Pat, and we'd turn him into a kung fu dentist. Hmm. Hey, Pat rides the motorcycle. Uh, yeah, and that's I, just I just want to go on the record. Why is it always the bad guys that ride the motorcycles? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, the way it is. I'm just, yeah, that's the way it is. I was saying, to, I was saying this to Jeff earlier. It was that, and then what's the bye bye birdie? The bad guy rides the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Well, it was all, it was all, it was all case uh, where that good guy rides the motorcycle. Like Greece. Jeff pointed Great out. Escape. Great Greece. escape. There you go. Great escape. Greece. Yep. Greece. The good guys are riding the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. Let's see. Dentist. Who would be a good dentist? Um, James Franco. James oh, okay. I'm going to go with the weird choice. There you go. Yes. I think he can, he can either play stoned or creepy, which I think is a good combination of what Steve Martin was doing. Hey, you know what would be a good Seymour? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ooh, he That'd would be. be, be good. I think he'd be a really good Seymour. That would be a good one. And he can sing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I would be. I would be interested to see if they want to do a if they want to do a remake of this. Would you Would you want them to do a remake of this with the with the music, the same music, or would you want them to update it and maybe maybe it's more like hip hop or something like that? Well, that's where the Lynn Miranda comes in. Right. You get him yeah. to re—you get him if, to redo all the music. If Lynn in it, then it would have to be Seymour doing some sort of hip hop. Exactly. That's fine. It could be amazing. I'd be fine with Little Shop of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Audrey, too, sir. And I think one of the reasons asking that question is because I think, like, I remember just watching it again is like, who, I mean, granted, you know, you wouldn't know until you see the performance, but I would just think, uh, I, I just think how, like, perfectly cast everyone. I love all the characters in there. Like, yeah. I love everybody who's playing everybody in that movie. Cameos, everything is good. Like, from female to male, bleed, everybody. I mean, just, I, I'm like, going, I can't see it. Steve Martin, like, honestly. I know James Franco would be interesting, but to me, Steve Martin just nails that, and it's perfect for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, so just that whole, just his delivery, it's that, it goes that line perfectly of. You know what, actually, you know, I, I, just, I just think perfectly cast. I, I take back the James Franco, and I, I, I want to, I, I will see the James Franco, and I will raise you a John Hamm. Let's put him in there instead. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, seen it. Still not seeing anybody beat Steve Martin yet. Well, no, I'm not saying oh, they're going to beat Steve Martin, beat him, but yeah. But no, I know, and I'm saying all those would be interesting to see how they play it. I just don't see like I'm like, whoa, not that. That'd be awesome. Like that's perfect. Like I don't see anybody perfect for that role yet. There might be interesting takes on it. 
Yeah. I think the closest might be I'd like to see Jordan or sorry, um Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, Seymour. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What about Audrey? Did you guys, did anybody mention who they thought would be a, a good Audrey if they were to redo this? No, Monica Bellucci. I'm sorry. That's right. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. That. Oh, there mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you guys, I got to be honest. When we have this discussion with movies, you guys are far better at this than I am. I'm sitting there racking my brain and I just, my biggest problem is like, I've seen it. And now, and it's kind of like what Dennis said. Now those characters or those actors and actresses are the characters for me. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I, okay. I, I, I and that's how good I think it was cast. Like I really, I mean, I right. really do. So I, was, I, I thought it was an interesting question because I was thinking who could really, really top that. Yeah. Pat's trying to cast the motorcycle right now. It, yeah, that's right. The bike was pretty cool. But I, I mean, and I struggle with that with all the movies. You know, anytime we have that discussion, it's just like that person is that character to me. Right, I I uh, I admire your ability to be able to like uh, cast movies or recast movies, I should say. All right. Do we have any final comments? So I, I, I take it we would just recommend to everybody they should go see this movie right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, see it, see this one, and then if you like creepy, creepier endings, see the original too. Because yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. want to. I, I definitely go see the 1961 if you haven't seen that one, and then I want to. I want to try to find the the original ending they made for this one. Um, had you heard about that one, Dennis? Okay. I, the, the original ending? No, I didn't hear about that. There was original ending that they made where ultimately everyone gets eaten by Audrey too. And um, where instead okay. of, instead of him, when he goes to save Audrey, you know, and pulls her out of the plant, um, she is mortally wounded, so she's not going to live. And she says, well, feed me to the plant so that you can continue, you know, the plant can stay alive and you can continue to get rich and famous. And, and so he does, but then he feels guilty and he, you know, tries to go jump off the roof and commit suicide. But what ends up happening is this guy shows up and says, hey, I, I took some clippings of your plant and we've already started to sell them. And if you do a deal with, we, with me, we'll make some money. And, um, you know, I think ultimately he refuses. But what you end up seeing is that now... Audrey twos have been infiltrating homes and other stuff around the world. And the final, you know, I don't know if it's like 10 minutes of the movie or something is you see all these Audrey twos, like climbing over the statue of Liberty and the golden gate bridge and the army's trying to fight them off. And I think the final scene of the original ending is there's an Audrey two clinging to the side of the, um, uh, statue of Liberty. When someone says, damn you dirty plants. I right. mean, they did it. They finally did it. Yeah, I think that's. I think that is similar. Now, I mean, not that very, very ending, but the 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 basic plot there in the ending where the plan takes over the world. Somebody does get the clippings. Is the play? Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah, I think that's the play. How they plot do it in the uh, the plot of the play. Right, but, but yeah, like, then the then I think it was. I don't remember if it was Frank Oz or who it was, but said that that didn't really. They I guess they showed it to some preview audiences, and the the movie audiences didn't like it so much, so they reshot it with the. The happier ending. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if uh, where that is. Is it is it available? Do you know? Did you do research on that or no? Yeah, it's on the um, when they re-released the movie on Blu-ray and DVD in 2012. They added the original ending. I don't know if they added it back onto the movie or if it's there as like an extra special feature that you can watch but supposedly it's out there it may be on youtube i just didn't have time to go look it up uh before we started recording but um i would be curious to see because the copy i i had out for you guys was the original one that had the the happy ending in it okay 
but yeah so I'll, I'll see if we can find it if it's on youtube somewhere I'll, I'll put it up on the website when i post up this uh, this episode but um yeah I, I would be curious to see that just to kind of see what it does to the feel of the end of the movie like like pat said earlier i think having the little bud just sitting outside the the white picket fence is enough of a kind of ambiguous funny but ominous ending at the end and I, that does it just fine for me i don't need to see them taking over the earth i think that's going to do it for our little shop of horrors um we are going to be back let's see next week we are back with the fly help me help me um and uh, I, I will have for you guys i do have a copy of the original if you have time to watch the original um but also the 1986 one i have already gone back and watched it again and i will say it does not get any less gruesome and disgusting with age um i was just as grossed out watching it this time as i was when i watched it as a young lad mm-hmm. so and it's sad isn't it oh yeah and i don't as a kid i didn't pick up on how sad the movie is but it is no, I but i, I definitely I picked up 14. what was it 80s yeah it's 86 was, yeah remember that being a sad movie i hated yeah. the sadness of it but yeah, yeah. But i like the movie yeah so that will be uh, the fly will be our movie coming up next week and then coming up towards the end of October uh, we will have sometimes uh, here during the second half of October we will have the Razzies of 1986 episode and then uh, Jeff I think you and I and, and one other person are getting together to do our Dark Knight Returns comic book episode and then we'll have that one come out uh, towards the end of the month too and if you are looking ahead to November in November we are going to be doing uh, the fighting crime and mystery movies we've got uh, Cobra Raw Deal we'll have our 100 100th episode and that'll be our favorite holiday movies i did if you are following us on twitter i did tweet out a google form where you can uh, put in some of your favorite movies holiday movies of the 80s or of all time Uh, so you can share some of those with us if you feel so inclined Um, and then beyond that we've got the name of the rose and blue velvet so that's going to be doing november for us Um, and then finally in december if you're looking way ahead we are going to be doing platoon the Manhattan Project, Top Gun, and Star Wars Rogue One. So, uh, until next time, there we go. Uh, until next time, you can catch us on our website, 30podcast.com. We are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, uh, we are on the Satchel Podcast Player. You can email us, 30podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at 30podcast. Um, and then I believe we are also on, we're on Instagram and we, we're, we're just everywhere. We're, we, you could say we are ubiquitous. I don't know if you would say that, but you, you could say that. That's a big word for this later. It is a big word, but we're big guys. Darn right. There we go. All right. Um, so until next time, thank you, Bo. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dennis. Yep. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, man. Thank you, John. Good night, Ned. Night, John Boy. There we go. All right. Uh, we will see you all next time. So, in the meantime, go watch some good movies.
went to a terrible dentist on Wednesday who was recommending me by somebody that I saw on Monday, who's the brother of a man that I usually see on Sundays. And their mother actually taught them everything that they know. She's incredibly gifted and quite elderly, and a lot of people think she shouldn't be working, but I go to her because I'm just incredibly devoted to her strength. She can't really see who you are, but she knows, she knows the sound of your voice, and if you tell her where it is, the problem, she eventually works her way back, and she finds the trouble, and she does it. I wish I had that family, because I can only go so long. That's how I want to be. I don't ever want to have to be just... Comfy? Yes, doctor. <laughs>